is a part of your Wednesday. We do appreciate it. We really, really do. All right, so big news today in the NFL. Oh, you got to be kidding me. For the second day in a row, I'm sorry. Second day in a row, the odds of this happening are crazy. I was about to sneeze, got ready for it, and nothing came. False alarm. Nothing worse. I like sneezing. Feel such a you know good feeling. Just kind of get it out, get that feeling over with. Having a sneeze not just come to fruition, frustrating. Very frustrating. So we're going to try to push through that. My apologies there. What I meant to say was that the Jets today officially got Aaron Rodgers back at practice. He's now back with the team. They, they have opened up a 21-day window for him to return to action. And that 21 days they have to decide if they're going to activate him to the to the roster or not from IR or keep him there on the shelf for the rest of the season. It's a cool headline, right? Aaron Rodgers returns to practice. The reality, though, is he has not seen the field this year. There's no chance he takes another snap for the Jets this season because there's no reason for him to. Like, I want to ask you this at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Can you think of and back up one positive of Aaron Rodgers returning to the Jets and playing this season in 2023? One, that's just, just one. Do you think of one positive coming from that? I'm all ears. I love to hear it. Because I can't. I look at him returning to practice, and I am an optimist by nature. Glass half full kind of guy. Always have to look at the bright side. And frankly, I I can't live. My brain does not work. Where I can't look at something that happens, even tragic, frustrating, devastating, I still always try to find the silver lining. But even though I'm Mr. Optimist, I look at this situation right here, I can't find anything that's optimistic. I can't find anything that's a positive from Aaron Rodgers' point of view, from the Jets' point of view, or from the Jets' fans' point of view. And that's why I don't think he's actually coming back and playing in another regular season game this season. I mean, the Jets aren't making the playoffs. They are... Four and seven. They are right now the second worst team in the AFC. They are in 15th place as we enter December out of 16 teams. Only the Patriots right now are worse than them. That's it. So, in like, realistically, Aaron Rodgers is not coming back to save the season. He's not coming back to lead this miraculous late-season playoff push and don't let the Jets get hot because, oh, my God, that's a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. They are nowhere close. They have to win out to have a shot. And Aaron Rodgers is not playing on Sunday. He's not playing next week. He ain't playing the week after that. Like, right now, the target date that is being reported is Christmas Eve, December 24th against the Commanders. That's still three games away. So the next uh, next three games the Jets are going to play with probably a rotation of Tim Boyle, 
and Zach Wilson, I'm not sure which one is better. You're playing the Falcons, Texans, Dolphins. You're going 0-3. So by the time Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back, he'll be coming back to a 4-10 and Jets team. Season's over. The season's over. So it makes no sense to bring Aaron Rodgers back this year when you're going to be looking at a 4-10 and team. It also makes no sense to bring him back, not only because the Jets are going to be out of the playoff race, but because the risk, like, there's no reward. I was going to say the risk outweighs the reward, but I can't say that because there is no reward to put on the scale. But if you have the, if you do the hands, I'm a big talk with your hands kind of guy. So you do risk reward. You put your hands out there like you're, you know, you're weighing things like a scale. The risk is all the way up. I'm literally trying to reach my hand as far as I can. And the reward, I'm I'm reaching as low as I can, but it's still not low enough. There is no reward. It is only risk. Because we are now talking about a guy in Rodgers that is turning 40 years old this upcoming weekend. Coming off of the most debilitating injury an athlete could face or suffer in the Achilles tear. And his target date, if he does indeed hit it, of December 24th, would mean it's three and a half months since he got hurt. He would return in three and a half months. That's a record. That's a record by over two months. The fastest recovery from Achilles on record is Cam Akers, who tore his Achilles in July of 2021 and was back by January for the playoff push. Or at that point, I think it was the playoffs. Six months. For that point, I think Cam Akers was 24, 23 years old. We're talking about a 40-year-old quarterback returning in almost half that time. How do you think anything's going to go right? Or from the Jets, at least, I would want to find out how stable that Achilles is. I wouldn't want to test it. Because the only thing that could happen is negativity. If Rodgers gets hurt again, his career could be over. And then what if you're the Jets? You brought back a 40-year-old quarterback in record time from the most debilitating injury an athlete could suffer for a 4-10 and team for what? To put a cool social media post out there that he beat the odds? That's not worth the possibility of him never playing for your team again. That's not worth the risk of him getting hurt, whether it's an Achilles or something else, because by the way, that Jets offensive line stinks. So you're going to put a guy back there still working his way back from an Achilles tear behind one of the worst offensive lines in the country, uh, in, in the league, that easily could get hurt in another area? Why does it make any sense? And then you put now 2024 at risk. Why would the Jets do that? Why would they think that makes sense? 2024 is probably your last good crack at it if you're the Jets. They built this roster to go all in now. Obviously, 2023 is a wash and over. Don't. Don't. 
to, to yourself and to the fans and now ruin or hurt all or some of next season. Because, by the way, while the AFC stinks this year, and, it again, it really sucks timing-wise because the AFC is, like, every team is vulnerable this year, I don't expect that to happen next year. Like, I fully expect Joe Burrow to be healthy and playing next year. Deshaun Watson should be healthy and playing. I think the Bills are going to have a new head coach, and they're going to bounce back and be back in the playoff mix. Jaguars right there. You have the Texans on the rise. The Browns are going to have their quarterback situation figured out. Ravens are a good team. Like, the AFC is going to be nowhere near as open next year as it is this year. So you need Rodgers at full, you know, full go, 100%, not think about the injury, ready to rock. How you do that is by putting him on the shelf now and not even risking an ankle tweak, a chip nail, or biting his tongue accidentally in practice by putting him, you know, back on the field. So I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he is going to play because I just don't see the positive of him stepping on a field again for the Jets this season. There's no positive for Rodgers. There's no positive for the Jets. There's no positive for their fans. Like, again, this is what also I don't understand. Why do... Why are Rodgers and the Jets teasing their fans? Here he is. He's back. Social media was all over it. He's coming back. We had a caller early in the show, Nick from Wisconsin, who said like he's in five fantasy leagues and everyone is picking up Aaron Rodgers. One of my friends before just texted me, hey, is it worth sprinkling, uh, sprinkling a little money on Aaron Rodgers' Comeback Player of the Year award? There were people taking the bait. Buying in that Rodgers is going to come back and play this year. Why are you teasing your own fans when there's no shot of it happening? They've been through enough. Jets fans have been through enough. They don't need, after getting their hearts ripped out on Monday Night Football to start the season, watching Rodgers go down, they don't need to be heartbroken again by then getting their hopes back up falsely, thinking Rodgers is coming back and that the season still could be saved right now at 4-7 and seven, when there's no chance it's getting saved and there's no chance he's going to play again this year. I don't know why any fan would root for that. If you're the Jets, why you'd want him back and, and have the risk of him getting hurt again? But I don't know why if you're Rodgers or the Jets, why you would lean into this and get expectations raised and hopes up just to disappoint. Just to say, oh, well, we tried, but it ain't going to work. Sorry. So you can sell a few extra tickets to Christmas Eve? Is that what we're going for here? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. All right, when we return, I want to take a quick break. When we return, I mean, I don't think... I'm being delusional. I think I'm being very pragmatic here and, and realistic. Let's hear, though, from Robert Sala when we do return. Because I do think his job's on the line here. And if he allows Rodgers to play and Rodgers gets hurt, that could be the end of Sala in New York. So Sala was asked today by New York media, do you think, are you afraid of Aaron coming back too soon? 
Solid gave his answer. You'll listen to it next. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Yes, this is it, folks. Rasputin. The number one song I listened to the most in 2023. There is the winner. Crank it up, Jack. Come on, let's let the folks hear it. Get some culture into them. What a catchy song. What a catchy song. Number one on yours, true, your Yours Truly's playlist. That's a tongue twister for you. Rasputin as Spotify wrapped is coming out. I'm just giving them a free for advertising all show long. You're welcome. That's all I got to say. You're welcome. That is the number one song for those who have never heard it. You're welcome. I just threw a gem by your way. For those who know, you know. As a reminder, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, so Aaron Rodgers is back practicing. I don't think he should play. I don't think he will play. I don't think he's actually going to take a snap for the Jets this season because it doesn't make any sense for him to do it. It doesn't make any sense from the Jets' perspective to do it. And it doesn't make any sense from any fan, like the fan point of view for him to come back and play this year. There's not one positive I think of someone could make right now of him returning and that being a good idea. Jets are our, uh, I mean, they're already out of the playoff race. They're four and seven. They're in 15th place out of 16. They ain't making the playoffs this year. So there's no playoff push Rodgers is coming back for. And the guy's 40 years old trying to rehab for the most debilitating injury an athlete could suffer. Also trying to come back, by the way, in three and a half months. If you're the Jets, do you want to be the guinea pigs? Because that's what you are. Do you want to really see if this newfound surgery truly works? Is 100% you know, spot on and, and good? Or would you rather have someone else try it out? I don't want to be the guinea pig. I would want to find out if I'm the Jets, if this is, you know, this surgery truly is, you know, the way the future or if this is just actually a mistake. It's cutting edge. It's new. We don't have a lot of information about it in terms of this specific operation, whatever they did. I couldn't even tell you what the difference was. But I wouldn't want to find out if this is actually, you know, if the new surgery is able to withstand playing in an NFL game. And if Rodgers gets hurt again, and what would be a meaningless game later in the year, his career could be over. And I don't see how that's a risk the the Jets should take whatsoever. So I, I feel like I'm talking logically, using my brain, and more importantly, using common sense. Let's see if Robert Sala has any common sense. He was asked today by reporters, Robert, are you afraid that Aaron Rodgers is coming back too soon? Here's the Jets head coach's response. I promise Aaron is not going to do anything that puts himself in harm's way. 
If he is not healthy to play, Aaron is very, very smart. Um, that's not something he's going to put himself at risk for. Um, uh, with that said, though, he is driven. He is achieving things that have never been achieved with regards to this injury and it's uh, the progression with regard to rehab. Um, he's on, and it, I, I think it's remarkable what he is doing, but he is also smart and, and being uh, uh, with regards to how fast it's going. I think in this specific scenario, if you're Robert Sala, you got to save Aaron Rodgers from himself, but also save yourself as well. Like, if Salah greenlights Rodgers' return, and let's say the target date of December 24th is accurate, and on Christmas Eve, Aaron Rodgers is playing the Commanders, and unfortunately, he gets hurt again. Uh, you know, and now it, it could be career-ending, but let's just say it impacts 2024, and now his status for next year is up in the air. If I'm Woody Johnson, the owner, I'm firing Robert Salah right there for awful judgment for allowing a quarterback to convince him to return to the field when it does not matter. And if he didn't have either enough gumption to say no and stand up to Aaron, or Aaron just blew by him, said, I don't really care what you're saying, playing anyway, then Salah's not your guy. He's not the guy to lead you to a Super Bowl. And so that's why if you're Salah, you cannot put your own job in jeopardy by letting Rodgers go out there, potentially get hurt again. If you're Rodgers, I don't know why you want to put yourself in harm's way again and rush yourself back to the field to a bad team with a bad offensive line and potentially put next year in jeopardy and the rest of your career in jeopardy. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers because, of course, he has a take on everything and has to get his voice out there on every uh, topic possible. He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and he was asked about kind of the next steps for his uh, return to action on the field. Here's Aaron Rodgers. It's always been uh, first, am I healthy? And then uh, are we alive? Are we in it? Are we playing uh, good enough to make a run? Can I step in and, and protect myself and play at the level that I feel like I'm capable of playing? Um, but the first part is, is the health. So can I uh, protect myself? Can I move around the way I want to move around? Obviously, I'd, I'd still have to get cleared by uh, everybody at that point. Now, Aaron Rodgers has had a history of saying one thing and doing another. I hope in this specific scenario, I hope what he's preaching, he's practicing. Because what he just said there makes sense and would disqualify him from returning this year. Just the playoff part alone. He said right there in that clip, it's twofold. That's health, how I'm feeling, and where the Jets are in the playoff spot. Just the Jets' playoff positioning alone is enough to say, Aaron, you're not coming back. They're 4-7. and seven. You got three more games at least before he's trying to come back. Falcons, Dolphins. You're not winning those games. Texans. Loss, loss, loss. So you're looking at a 4-10 and ten team. Uh, I'm not a math expert. And the AFC, I would argue, is has been disappointing this year compared to what we thought it was going to be this year uh, coming into the season. But 4-10, you are not mathematically alive for the playoffs. You are not. So if Aaron is truly telling the truth, 
if he is talking to Pat and actually saying, you know what, what I'm saying to you is what I actually believe, then we will not see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform again in 2023. Just the Jets' playoff status alone is enough to say, ain't happening. No, sorry. No, sorry. And that is, by the way, the right move. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not a Jets believer. I thought when Aaron, with Aaron Rodgers there this year, they were going to miss the playoffs anyway, even before we got hurt. So if anything, I've been Mr. Negative about the Jets. And I think in this specific scenario here, I'm looking out for the Jets' best interest. And that is keeping Rodgers on the shelf and have his next appearance be in 2024, opening day. All right, this is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. I like Shannon Sharp a lot. I think he's a tremendous character. He has great personality, a great flair for how he gives his opinions. I think he's very educated and smart on what he says as well. I like him. And one thing he said this week that got a lot of attention here, I think it's a very good thing for Shannon Sharp. It only helps his profile. So in case you missed it, I want to play this from you uh, for you. It was Shannon Sharp highlighting how much he brushes his teeth a day, courtesy of the Nightcap Show. I brush my teeth on average about somewhere between seven and ten times a day. I brush my teeth two times before I leave the house in the morning to go to do first take. What? I brush my teeth before I go down to eat breakfast. I go back upstairs and brush my teeth again. I get to work, I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth again. So I brush my teeth three times before I go on air. I come home, I eat, I brush my teeth again. I'll take a 30-minute nap. I get up, I'll brush my teeth before I go to the gym. I come home, I'll eat, I'll brush my teeth again. I don't think Sharp is crazy. I don't know why I call him Sharp. Shannon Sharp's one of those guys, I think he's a a two-name Sort of guy, right? You don't really call him Shannon. I guess you can call him Shannon. But I'll call him Shannon Sharp here. It's a little bit of overkill. I don't think he's crazy, though. I I get at least where he's coming from that you want fresh breath. Now, why he brushes his teeth after he eats breakfast at home, then gets, at the time, uh, going to first take studio, and then brushing his teeth once he gets there after already brushing his teeth and seemingly not having anything on the way in uh, to the studio... I don't know why he's doing that. But I mean, every other time you want to brush your teeth, you want fresh breath. When you wake up from a nap, you have that disgusting sleep breath that no one, you know, can't call it morning breath because take a nap during the day, but you know what I'm talking about. It's disgusting. No one wants your breath to smell like that. Your mouth feels gross. I, I'm with Shannon here. Now, I only really brush my teeth twice a day, or not only, I only brush my teeth twice a day. So I'm nowhere near uh, the level of cleanliness. Was that Shannon Sharp is? But I think we need more Shannon Sharps, not less. We need more people brushing their teeth seven times a day versus people brushing their teeth zero times a day. But one thing he said really kind of interested me because I'm not sure if I'm in the minority or Shannon Sharp is in the minority. So I want to welcome Marco Belletti to the show and also Jack get, uh, get Jack Carter's opinion here. So we have three people. I want to see if I'm in the right or in the wrong. Marco, I'll ask you first. Mm-hmm. When do you first brush your teeth in the morning? Is it right when you wake up or after you eat breakfast? Um, 
usually right when I wake up. Uh, sometimes I'm not really a breakfast guy, but it's sometimes it's after the coffee. A lot of times it'll be both. It'll be before the coffee and then after the coffee before oh, I leave the house. So you're kind of like Shannon Sharp here. You'll brush your teeth twice sometimes before you leave. Good chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite 7 to 10, but I'm probably in the 4 to 5 range. Really? Yeah, it's usually whenever I leave the house, pretty much, I brush my teeth right before I leave. Jack? I brush my teeth after I eat just because, like, I feel like if I eat, like, I brush my teeth and then I eat, I get, like, that minty taste in my mouth. Right. And which is, like, kind of just kind of ruins the meal for me. But, yeah, the same thing, like, after I have my coffee, like, I have to brush my teeth right away because you have that that, that taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably, like, three times a day kind of a guy wow. brushing my teeth. Wow, very cleanly here at uh, CBS Sports yeah, Radio. Cleanliness in the, I, in the I am shocked. I am the reason why I ask is I am someone that wakes up, drinks coffee, eats breakfast first, then brushes my teeth. Shannon Sharp, someone who wakes up first thing, brush your teeth. Mark, you say some days first thing you do is brush your teeth. My girlfriend does that, wakes up first thing she does is brush her teeth. I never understood that. Because, like, people then always complain if you have orange juice, oh, the orange juice taste after you brush your teeth is disgusting. I wouldn't want my breath. Like, I don't mind, I guess, drinking coffee with morning breath or eating breakfast with morning breath because then it's like, okay, you brush your teeth afterwards, you're all clean. I don't want food in my teeth after you eat breakfast if you brush before. And I don't want that taste kind of like what Jack said of having that minty taste. I'm eating oatmeal or whatever in the morning with coffee. I don't want that to. That's all fair. I'm not much of a breakfast guy, so I don't really eat a lot. I do. I pretty much have coffee. So it's just a question of the, the difference of brushing the teeth before and after for me is when you first go, get up. It's how bad is that whatever that taste is in the mouth. If I open my eyes and I feel like, oh, I go straight to brush my teeth. If I don't, then I'm going to grab the coffee first. So it's just a question of, and um, I'll be fair, I don't sleep a lot. So when you're <laughs> waking up after like an hour, sometimes it's not that bad and it's not that big a deal. If you are happen to get like a good amount of sleep, it's usually worse. That's when the, the teeth brushing happens before and after. I don't care what the taste is for the coffee. Coffee's fuel. I'm not concerned with messing up the taste. I'm going to drink it regardless, and it doesn't really ruin it for me. Maybe underbrush. Like, I really thought you're only supposed to brush twice a day. I think that's normal. I think that's regular. It's a little bit of a habit for me. If I leave the house before I leave, I brush my teeth. So if I'm running to take the kids to school, I brush my teeth before I leave the house. If I go to get groceries or I go to do something, I do that first. You never know, and I don't really like to walk around without minty, you know, fresh breath. Even if you drop your kids off and you know I'm not getting out of the car, like it's literally... Doesn't matter. They're walking right into school. Doesn't matter. Wow. Okay. That's part of my my sleep focus, you know, working at night. I sleep. I wake up. The first thing I have to do is get my son from school. So I open my eyes. I open my eyes. I brush my teeth. I leave the house. I get my son. I come back. I didn't do anything. Am I talking to anybody? No. I don't even get out of the car. You pull up. It's almost like, uh, it's kind of like the, the zoo almost. Like you pull up and you just, they, they throw him in the car. You just drive off. I'm not seeing anybody. My kid doesn't care if I got bad breath. I can't, I can't do it. I need to brush my teeth before I leave the house. I I didn't realize was, Shannon Sharp and I were so in tuned here. I have gone, my morning routine is usually wake up, have breakfast, drink coffee, and then like an hour later go to the gym. And there have been plenty of times where I'll wake up, not brush my teeth, eat breakfast, drink coffee, then go to the gym without brushing my teeth. And I did not, I, I'm not talking to anyone. I don't have any friends there. I'm like, oh, that's no big deal. And I'd rather kind of like, Sort of halfing what you were your ideas of. I'd rather brush my teeth before I go to work because I want fresh breath versus doing it right in the morning for people I'm not going to talk to at the gym. Now, I have since recently transformed my routine. So now I am brushing my teeth right after I eat breakfast every day, no matter what. Mm. Um, 
But that was, yeah, I'd rather prioritize fresh breath for going to work versus fresh breath for going to. Going Again, to, that's, look, if you, as long as you're doing it at least twice a day, I don't think it's a problem. I don't think you're going to be walking around with chronic, disgusting, bad breath. I wouldn't think, although that could just be your breath. I personally don't like to have the, I, the idea of either the sleep na- nastiness or food lurking in. To be honest, I don't like the fact that I eat dinner here and I don't get to brush my teeth until I go home. That actually bothers me a little bit. Huh. So do you use gum at all? Like for me, like I'm Not with a gum you. Guy. I want minty breath anytime I go out. Always carry gum. Don't like gum. Uh, I do have mints in the car. Interesting. Jack, you a gum guy? I am. Yeah, if if you can't like obviously like same thing like, if you have like if you go out maybe have like go to dinner and you're like all right I got like a not, like weird taste in my mouth pop a, you know pop a, pop a mint or pop some you know gum you get like that minty taste in your mouth it doesn't like solve it like it doesn't like you're not like, actually brushing your teeth and getting whatever it is like out of your like teeth and your gum right. and stuff but like, yeah just keep the, keep the you know the fresh minty freshening fresh. the breath right. are you someone Marco because you say you like do you do you feel the need to brush after you eat like dinner every time. Uh, if I'm home and I'm not leaving, no, I'll wait until I go to sleep. But if you could, you would. If I, if I was leaving the house, absolutely. Are you someone that brings a toothbrush to a restaurant? No. Nor am I going to bring it to work. No. I'm oh, not, that was my second I'm not question. nuts. No. I don't know if this is it because this is really the only place I've ever worked. I've worked here and I've been a golf caddy. I've, I've never not had many jobs, so I've Good not been in, in many office settings. Uh-huh. I don't know if this is a CBS Sports radio thing or just a, a more normal thing. I've seen a lot of people brush their teeth here. And I think that's, I don't say disgusting. I would never want to brush my teeth in this bathroom. Um, it's not ideal. I've done it numerous times, but not because really? of just, yeah, but that's not just, oh, I had food, so let me brush my teeth. That's, I'm working three jobs, I'm sleeping on floors, and I spent the night here. I wake up and I'm brushing my teeth. Or I got to go from here to another job, like at some point, if I'm not home for 20 hours or whatever, and I'm eating meals back and forth and sleeping in the car, I'm brushing my teeth somewhere. It's going to happen somewhere. It's going to happen here or whatever job I'm going to. So it's happened numerous times for me here. I don't think it's as ideal. I don't think it's something that people that are brushing their teeth here are doing it because they're just overly cleanly. I think it's we have a lot of people that have multiple jobs and have to bounce around and sleep on floors. And when they do that, they don't want to be more disgusting if it's possible. After you slept on the floor, the least you can do is, you know, brush your teeth. You slept on the floor here? Numerous times. Not on the couch? Uh, couches, more times than I want to admit. Uh, there are times when couches are unavailable. There are times when uh, you just can't, depending on whatever the situation is. And, yeah, I've slept on the floor and a few different places in this building. You yes. know what? Now you mention it, there was one time I've slept on the floor in my life. Here. One time. Because, like you said, there's one real couch open that was taken. And that's now. I mean, this is, you know, it's been over 10 years. The couches move. Sometimes True. they disappear. We, we do lose couches. <laughs> yeah. They've not, at least since I've been here, they haven't added. You're definitely right. No, there's not more no, places to sleep. No, there used to be like two. There's if you a- knew where to go, now there's basically maybe one. And for a while, that wasn't even there, so there was no place to go. So you wound up on a floor somewhere, and even that was not exactly ideal. You had to find a quiet spot for the floor, which is not easy to do. Jack, would you ever brush your teeth here? No. No. I, I, I don't, like... No, I have no no no, no <laughs> desire to like bring my like toothbrush here and like brush my teeth. Yeah, I'm with Jack. I hate to say it, I would let it ride. Like, like I have, I do it every Friday night. I, I'll out myself here, I guess. Take like an hour nap or so. Now it's not a long time, but still, you get like 
You get a little bit of the morning breath, have a tea, and just move right on. I, I have never brushed my teeth here. Again, that's fine. And if fun. I was you, if I was going from job to job to job, I'd be a bad guy. I'd let it ride. Pop some gum in. I'll go the gum route before yeah, I see, go. You're thinking about the, it more for brush. others. I'm thinking about more f- breath than like now, teeth cleanliness. Yeah, I was going to say. Now, fair in fairness, I don't want to be the guy that, oh, my God, his breath stinks. I don't want to be that guy. Right. But it's more for me. I don't like the feel. Okay. That's fair. So now if you want to say, well, you just pop a couple of mints, like you could do for the hour nap. I mean, that's easily be able to get by that. Plus you got coffee breath on top of it because I'm sure you're drinking a hundred, you know, for me, you're drinking cup after cup after cup. Whatever. Whatever. But again, when you're talking about like, you know, you're sleeping, you know, I, I, you spend like three or four hours on the floor and that's your only sleep for like a 30 hour or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to want to brush my teeth at some point. Like I just, you know, there's times where I didn't go home for two days. Yeah. It's bad enough that, unfortunately, for like a day and a half, you can't shower. You're trying to do the sink shower. That's bad enough. I, I need to brush my teeth on top of it, too. Yeah. I will say. And we're opening I, up the can of worms here. I know. I am shocked at the level of cleanliness right now. In a small sample size here at CBS Sports Radio, my expectations were very low. So you guys are, are raising them. You, you two alone are raising the bar for everyone else here. I'd rather that than someone be like, oh, I, like I don't, I only brush my teeth like one time a day. I'd rather. I would I, agree. I, 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 if, if someone told me like, oh, I, I go like multiple days without brushing my teeth because I bounce around all over the place, I'd be like, all right, that's like not good hygiene. Like you need to like figure that out. Now it is a good thing Shannon Sharp is rich because he also mentioned that he goes through a tube of toothpaste a week and changes his toothbrush. I'm sure it's electric, uh, like every two weeks. They ain't cheap. It's a they lot of toothpaste. They ain't cheap. Good I don't have the rich. electric, so I don't know. They're that expensive, jeez. The heads, yeah. That's not good. Okay. Let's just say when you go to Target, they're like, they're locked. Oh, I guess everything. Oh, they're locked up? They're behind the, uh, ah, the lock and key? Yeah. Yeah, They are. With the razors? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. You got to call security over. Batteries? Oof. Oh, boy. Can't get the batteries. No. Can't get anything these days. Uh, The Target by me, where I live, almost everything is locked up. Shampoo, locked up. Trying to think. Deodorant, locked up. Hair gel, locked up. There is... Depending Anything? on where you are, uh, I my brother actually worked in the, what do they call that, non-foods? So in a supermarket, so for like the deodorant or whatever, okay. he's actually seen people use the deodorant in the aisle and and leave it, it there. Yeah. So that's why. So it's, the fact that it's locked up, depending on where you are, uh, that's probably a good thing. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. really gross. Yeah, that's, Which is why, you know. Changes my perspective. Uh, rule I, of thumb, you do that pop other. it open, make sure it's got that, whatever that strip thing. Yeah, like the white plastic cap yeah, on top. Yeah, yeah, make sure that's still there. My oh girlfriend my did God. actually recently <laughs> get a deodorant, and I said, oh, it's probably fine. It didn't have the white strip. Yeah. She put it back. Yeah, yeah, put it back. And you know what? That's put, put, put it back. Good thing we did the old switcheroo there. Yeah, put it back. <laughs> We're oh learning a lot God. of things here at CBS Sports Radio, and let's just say hygiene ain't lacking. Not here, at least. All right, when we return here to finish off the show, the in-season tournament, it's make or break time. This upcoming week, or really next week, is going to determine if this tournament can have any sort of legs going forward or if it's going to die. I'll explain why when we do return it. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Here's Ryan Hickey back with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Aaron Rodgers trying to come back this season. I don't think he should because I don't think it's a good idea because there's any because there is no positive reason for him to return to the field this season with the Jets out of the playoff race 
and Aaron Rodgers being 40 years old coming off of a debilitating Achilles injury. So he's back at practice starting today. Has three weeks to be activated onto the roster. But I don't think it's in Rodgers' best interest, in the team's best interest, or even the fans' best interest to put Rodgers back on the field again this season. Phil is calling from Tulsa with some thoughts. Hello, Phil. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? We are, we are hanging, Phil. What's on your mind, man? Oh, just so well. You got me had me doing the body shivers when you were talking about people opening the uh, deodorants and using deodorants and putting them back. I was like, no. Yeah. And, you know, it's really it's really not that bad when, with electric toothbrushes. You can go to certain clubs and get the multi-chain. I'd be a millionaire for that. But, uh, Phil, like, why would you do it at this point? Huh? No, I hear you, Phil. Sorry, you, you can continue. Oh, well, well, like I said, I mean, why do it at this point? But then again, you got Green Bay looking going, hey, we get, we're getting screwed out of a first to a second round pick because of this. He's good to come back. Was this a legit injury? Well, Phil, you think he's faking it? I'm not saying faking it, but, you know, I mean. Exaggerating? He, he wanted he. I'd say maybe a little bit exaggerating just to screw over the Green Bay like, you know, um, he felt that he was at the last few years there. Why would the Jets go along with that? Their season's over because of his him not being there. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, it may not have been as bad, but you know, it may be Aaron Rodgers getting his last laugh at Green Bay for uh, him feeling that they treated him wrong. I'm pretty sure I got to look at the exact number, Phil. Appreciate the call, buddy. I think it's like at least sixty-five percent. So that's like, I mean, well, week nine, week ten. Is when, like, you have to miss, um, or he could, in theory, come back and then not still eclipse that um, number and still have that first round or for that that pick um, hurt. But I don't, I mean, there's no way he's exaggerating, faking the injury whatsoever. Yeah, it's 65% of the snaps. He's got to play this season for the Jets in order for that second round pick the Jets sent to the Packers to turn into a first. I don't think he, number one, hates the Packers that much to to do that. And number two, I don't know why the Jets would go along with it. Or number three, why he would sabotage his new team just to get back at the the Packers to now have them have what is going to be a high second-round pick. Like, and honestly, like you're, if you are the Packers right now and that Jets pick turns into like a, a early second-round pick and you're picking 40, Still a pretty damn good pick. Well, if you you know, you're not really hurting the Packers that much by, you know, not playing and then having now that that draft pick that they that they traded, the Jets did, turned from a first round pick to a second round pick because Aaron Rodgers didn't play sixty five percent of the snaps. And again, I don't know why the, the, the Jets would go along with that. And say, so, yeah, screw the Packers, Aaron. You take your time coming back here, even though you didn't get hurt as you, you know, as seriously hurt as you did, we're just going to fake this whole thing. It's really just an ankle tweak. But screw you, Green Bay. I don't think that whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers is petty. He's an egomaniac. I don't think he's, though, I mean, sinister is the word. Like, like there is, there's some adjectives. I guess you could describe what that 
level of revenge would be. And I, I just don't think anyone really is capable of that, to be honest here, at least in pro sports. Um, that's for sure. Really fast here. In-season tournament next weekend, or next week, I should say, that's going to determine that knockout stage. The win or go home stage of the tournament is going to decide if this thing has a future or not. If there is zero change in intensity, and that game, or I should say those games next week, are basically just your normal games in early December for the NBA, the IST is dead. The in-season tournament has no chance to survive because if the fans aren't in it, if the intensity is not high from them, the players won't also now care about this in-season tournament either. The fans are the biggest thing that's going to make or break the in-season tournament. If the home venues are not sold out, Fans aren't into it. The IST's days are numbered. Are you hear the music? That means, unfortunately, this show has come to an end. A big thank you to Jack Cardi. Did a great job producing. A big thank you to you for tuning in and making us a part of your Wednesday. If you miss any part of the show, check out and subscribe to the Hick at Night podcast. Night spelled N-I-T-E. Also, check it out on YouTube, wherever I was going to say wherever you get your YouTube. Search it, Ryan Hickey. That's where you can go. It's Jared Sport Brief up next. Don't go anywhere. It's been Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.